Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to 31 Days of Horror. Day number six. Honeybee is back with me and I am back with her. And we are talking about people. Talking about people. People That's a song, right? We're talking about about resident... We're talking about Resident Evil Afterlife. Yeah, baby. Is this four? This is four, yes. Fuck yeah. It is from 2010. Written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. So he directed the first one, then he turned it over to some other people, and now he is back for this one. It is in color. 97 (laughs) minutes. Budget is sixty million. Box office was three hundred point two million. Holy, it's a change. So I think that made it the second highest grossing of the film series so far. Wow! Stars Mila. It stars Mila Jovovich as Alice and her clones. Ali Larder as. I want to just say, I just like, we need to pause here for Mila because um, <laughs> I I, list, I caught up, I got caught up today in the podcast. So I just uh-huh. wanted to say, like, <laughs> sorry, everyone, for being a teenage boy at all for times. How, for how thirsty <laughs> we both are for Mila. <laughs> yeah, we are so thirsty for Mila. And it is <laughs> almost, it's like almost embarrassing how... Mm, like almost just almost not quite because it's just you know you have to have a little bit of shame to feel embarrassment but yeah it's like close (laughs) i just wanted to say like oh you know sorry i am in therapy okay go ahead (laughs) i asked her to come be on the show we'll see if she responds (laughs) oh my gosh i would i don't i couldn't i don't know if i could even like through a phone like i think i might pass out Uh, Allie Larder is back as Claire Redfield. Wentworth Miller is Chris Redfield. I've seen him in something. What did I have I seen him in? I don't know. Oh, he was on Prison Break. Never seen it. And wasn't he on one of the superhero shows? He did not look familiar to me. Buffy. Nah, that's just one episode. That can't be what I'm thinking of him as. He's Captain Cold in The Flash and related shows. So that might be what I'm thinking of. He was also on ER. No, that was just a one-time thing. I never really watched Prison Break, but I guess I saw commercials. And he was in Underworld. Oh, I did see that. I don't know. Oof. I don't know if we're ever going to tackle that movie. <laughs> uh, Why? Or should we not even get into it? They're just, they're not good. I've seen all of them. I saw the first one in the theater. 
for some reason I bought a copy of it, even though I had already seen it and didn't care for it. I don't know why. <laughs> there, it's just so unrelentingly blue. I mean, it's not a good movie, but also, also the blue filter is just out of control in every single one of those movies. Uh, anyway, he's in this. Sean Roberts as Albert Wesker. Boris Kojo as Luther West. Kim Coates as Bennett Sinclair. Sergio Paris Manchetta as Angel Ortiz. Casey Barnfield as Crystal Waters. A junior champion in swimming in her high school days. She came to Los Angeles to work as an ask to work as an actress and as one of the survivors. Just I I just the fact that her name was Crystal Waters and she was a swimmer. It just sounds like a made up weather girl name. Norman Young as Kim Young. Spencer Locke as Kmart. Mika Nakashima as J pop girl. Japan that's Japan's patient zero. Ray Olubowell, Olubow, Olubowell, as the Axeman. Oh, that's the giant monster. Sienna Gilroy as Jill Valentine, who I did not recognize. I, she's in the post-credit scene. Yeah. And it's been a whole movie since we've seen her, and yeah, she's I, wearing a drastically different. Yeah, me too. When I first saw it in the theater, I was like, okay, that was somebody we were supposed to recognize clearly who the fuck, or maybe I just watched the credits and it said Jill Valentine. I don't know. Um, But that was really annoying because she looked so drastically different and we hadn't seen her in a whole movie. So they could have had somebody say, yes, ma'am, Miss Valentine, ma'am, or something (laughs) to clue us in to who she she was. She just looks so. She looks like a completely different person. I think if she would have been in the mm. same outfit or same like hair color, yes, even, exactly. I would have recognized her. Right. Yeah. If they'd had her in her signature outfit, we would have all known who she was. Mm-hmm. So she's been captured and brainwashed uh, by Umbrella. By a but tiny spider bot bug. Don't know if it's ever made clear when that happened. Because wasn't she fine at the end of the last movie? Wasn't she part uh, of the? Wasn't she part of the group that came to Spring? I mean, the last movie she was in. Yes. She yes. part of the group that came to Spring Alice. I noticed that Angela Ashford wasn't in the one after, but I didn't notice that Jill wasn't in it, or I didn't make note of it. Okay, so uh, any initial thoughts before we? Get into this? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, I don't. I, this was this is um the one that I had seen the least amount. Like I've seen one, okay. two, three so many times. So this mm-hmm. one, there were parts that I like remembered, and then parts that were like kind of like, oh, okay, I didn't really remember that, or like were kind of new to me. So, uh, yeah, this is the one that I have seen the least amount of times. If that okay. does yeah. anything, so it was it was fairly it was a fairly new ish movie to me. Uh, okay. Uh, well, let's jump into the summary from from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. 
Alice and her clones lead the assault on Umbrella HQ in Tokyo, slaying the entire branch except for Albert Wesker, who escapes in a tilt-rotor plane and detonates a bomb that leaves a massive sinkhole. The only thing better than Mila Jovovich is two Mila Jovoviches. And the only thing better than two Milas is a dozen Milas. Uh, She is dressed up as a Robert Palmer girl. Or as a dozen Robert Palmer girls. I, I have to say that the, uh, with her like slicked back long ponytail mm-hmm. um, and this like whole scene, like, pretty much this whole scene, it, it started to feel, and it gets way worse throughout the movie, but it's like very like Matrix-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this uh, is like that zombie what Matrix. Year, what year was the Matrix? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't... Wouldn't surprise me if this had, that had influenced this. The Matrix, 2000, oh, 99. Okay, so we're, it's a little late for the Matrix. <laughs> but it does really give off that vibe, like kind of the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. so like she's in these. Like zombie Matrix. They're all in matching full body, sort of not quite leather, I guess vinyl. Black, skin-tight black outfits. Sort of shiny ninja outfits. In fact, I think they have ninja swords. Anyway, the real Alice boarded the little tilt-rotor beforehand and attempts to execute Wesker only for him to inject her with an antivirus to remove her superhuman abilities. Wesker is revealed to have used the T-virus to gain his own superhuman abilities and prepares to kill Alice before the autopilot crashes the plane into the mountains. Oh my gosh, this moment right here where she's like, she's like, thank you. And he's like, what? And she's like, for making me human again. Oh, oh. gosh, killer. Yeah. Six months later, Alice travels to Alaska in an airplane, tracking broadcasts from a safe haven called Arcadia. This is where they had decided to go in the previous movie and everybody else had left without her. Mm-hmm. She only finds abandoned planes and is attacked by a feral Claire Redfield. I really appreciated how nicely everybody parked their planes. <laughs> when they're all, almost all of them are lined up very nicely. And of course, Alice comes in and <laughs> parks all cockeyed. Yeah. I really appreciated how dirty Claire Redfield looks in this scene. Like, uh-huh. she just looks like she's been, like, living out in the middle of nowhere, and she's just, like, filthy. Her hair is all, like, dirty and, like, matted and, like, weird shit. And um, right. then in the next scene, it's just like, she took a shower. <laughs> well, she's been under the control of this thing, and the thing doesn't care about keeping her clean at all. Clean, yeah. Alice destroys the thing, a spider-like device on Claire's chest, giving her amnesia and pacifying her. This is the same thing. That um, Jill will be wearing at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. They travel to the ruins of Los Angeles where they find survivors living in a prison surrounded by thousands of undead. So she uh, lands the plane on the roof of the prison. The people are up on the roof waving at her. They have like a sign too. They've made a sign that says like, help us. Right. And uh, she, she does a very dramatic landing of the plane on 
the roof. They meet Luther West, who leads the surviving band from prison, Wendell, from the prison. Wendell, Crystal Waters, Bennett, Kim Young, and Angel Ortiz. And Luther West, within the film, is a famous basketball player. He's not actually a famous basketball player. <laughs> Which I thought was uh, a nice little touch. It, yeah. It's similar to, um, similar to Bill Murray in Zombieland. Yeah. If a zombie apocalypse comes, some of the survivors are going to be people that you've heard of. Yeah, totally. Some of them are going to have been famous in the previous life. So uh, that was just a fun little this uh, touch. Totally. This top of the prison um, scene with all the like zombies at the bottom and they're like on this roof gave me like very, uh, what is it, Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead vibes? Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, Luther is played by Boris Frederick Cecil Tay Nate Ofute Kojo. Who is German? Damn. Uh, yeah. He what a just, name. You know, he he's a big, tall, black basketball player-looking guy. So he's not what you think of when you think German actor. But they do yeah. have black people in Germany. He's hot too. Uh, I did not. I didn't right. detect any accent from him though. So that's interesting. Yeah, I I also love his character. Like he just how have... like soft and sweet he is. Yeah. Even though he's a big, famous basketball player. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. So, uh, with their help, Alice lands on the prison's roof and learns Arcadia isn't a fixed place, but a cargo tanker traveling along the coast. However, th though the ship hasn't moved, no one from it has responded to the group's rescue flares. They thought Alice was coming from the ship to save them. They were very disappointed when she yeah. has not come to do that and doesn't have room in her plane for everybody. Luther takes Alice to the last inmate, Chris, who insists he's falsely imprisoned and will reveal an escape route in exchange for freedom. Alice goes to the showers to wash up, but catches Wendell attempting to peep. <laughs> Holding him <laughs> at gunpoint, they are attacked by a group of infected people that dug into the prison. They take Wendell, but Alice wards off the rest. So, if you thought you were getting a Mila Jovovich shower scene... You are not. You're just getting a fight in the shower. And that's okay. And that's okay. Chris, did we say, I think when I read the list, Chris is Chris Redfield, who coincidentally is Claire's brother. Yeah, which that's is, crazy. That's like a Charles Dickens level of coincidence there that... Yeah, know, totally. She... That, <laughs> That she would find her brother alive in this situation, and not only that he'd be alive, but that she would just coincidentally, not actively looking for him, not following clues that he's left for her or anything. And just this is also like years later. Him. Yeah. Yeah. After like the whole world has like gone extinct and shit. <laughs> she just stumbles across him. But you know what? Coincidences happen. It's true. Desperate, they free Chris, who reveals that Claire is his sister. Of course, she has amnesia right now, so she doesn't remember him. And the prison <laughs> has an armored car they can use to escape. However, a giant axe-wielding monster begins breaking down the gate. This guy reminded me a lot of Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Yeah, this dude is crazy. The way that the zombies evolve in this film is ugh, weird. 
Yeah. And this guy's just huge, just inhumanly huge. Kind of like Nemesis, so I think, but like yeah. bigger. He's got a sack over his head, so we don't know if he... Because he doesn't look... Apart from his size, he doesn't look grossly mutated. But there could be something horrible going on under that uh, hood. <laughs> we don't know. Alice, Chris, and Crystal go to the basement armory to get more guns, but zombies kill Crystal en route. Yay. Luther and Claire reinforce the gate. Angel informs Bennett and Yong the car is missing its engine, and it would take a week to fix. Bennett shoots Fuck. Angel and heads for Arcana. Or, I'm sorry. Bennett shoots Angel and heads for Arcadia in Alice's airplane. Oh, Bennett is man, such a freaking douchebag. Like, you, there's only yeah, that he's, one um, I guess. Like, he is, he is like next level douchebag. He's some uh, like film industry scumbag kind of guy that's still acting like that in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> uh, the and, and I think uh, Crystal calls him out on that. She's like, ah, I used to run into that guy, that kind of guy, all the time mm-hmm. when I was trying to break into showbiz. The Axe Man. Breaks down the gate, allowing the zombies into the prison. So they seem to be doing fine holding up in this prison until Alice showed up. And as <laughs> soon as she did, people are digging in from the bottom and knocking down gates. And uh, it, None of it is her fault explicitly. And yet... Maybe she just threw all the attention with her playing. Uh, yeah. yeah. The group decides to use the zombie dug tunnels to escape into the sewers. Young is slashed in half by the Axeman while Alice is knocked out. Claire successfully defends Alice and disorients the Axeman, after which Alice kills it by firing at its head. Unfortunately, Luther is dragged into the tunnels by a zombie. Oh, we also find out that Alice has been loading her shotgun shells with quarters. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, they got to be quarters. Silver dollars would be too No, they're quarters. It must be quarters. Yeah, they are. Uh, and she just seems to be doing it just just to do it, or maybe they're just easy to find. I'm sure it's like preserving ammo. It's like the end of the world. Well, she still needs... So she she's making fresh shells. So she's getting gunpowder from someplace, but she doesn't have any shot little bearings, you know, to put in the shells. So she's putting mm-hmm. quarters in. But I don't know where she's getting the gunpowder, though. Alice and the Redfields board the Arcadia, discovering it functional but abandoned. Claire then remembers Arcadia is an umbrella trap to get test subjects. They release the survivors, including Kmart, yay, from Claire's group. Yay! Alice follows a trail of blood deeper into the ship where she finds Wesker. The T-Virus revived him, but it battles Wesker for control something he believes fresh human DNA can pacify. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Umbrella staff, you can't just shoot DNA. You know, expected yeah. to just fix everything. The Umbrella staff fled when he began eating test subjects, so that's how he's getting the DNA. Alice's DNA is superior to his since she retained yeah. control despite yeah. bonding yeah. with the virus yeah. at a cellular level. Wesker believes eating her will help him regain control of his body. The Redfields, you know, if you eat, I don't gain cow DNA when I have a hamburger. That's not how it works. 
if he but eats what, her, he's just gonna it's gonna go into his with the virus though. Like you get the mm, virus. You could. Yeah, you can I think. Well But it doesn't probably do not probably not if you probably not if you've ground it up and cooked it thoroughly. That's probably gonna have killed the virus. Well, do you think he's gonna ground her up and cook her thoroughly? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you ate it raw <laughs> then yeah, you'd probably catch the virus. But you're not going to catch the cow's DNA. It's going to get digested yeah. in your stomach. And I don't really know. The virus might get digested too. I don't know. Or maybe enough of it will you know, infect you on the way down as you're eating it before it gets to the stomach. But the cow DNA is not. That's uh, just. <laughs> that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. The Redfields fight Wesker while Alice battles Bennett, now working for Wesker, and he now looks Fucking like total Bennett. shit, like he's infected yeah, with something. Yeah, sick. He deserves everything. Well, he also, yeah. uh, did it mention ever that he, like, stole the plane? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it's, uh, we, we, we read that. Well, damn, it's <laughs> Alice is able to defeat both Bennett and Wesker with help from Kmart. They lock Bennett in the room to be devoured by Wesker when he revives. Wesker then escapes in an aircraft, activating a bomb on the Arcadia, just like he had done at the beginning of the movie. The plane explodes instead, as Alice placed the bomb there beforehand. So it's a little bit of Chekhov's bomb here. <laughs> Unbeknownst to them, because I set it up in the beginning, that he has yep, access to this. Uh, unbeknownst to them, Wesker parachutes away from the explosion, while Luther emerges from the sewers, battered but alive. Yay! Alice resolves to turn Arcadia into a real haven and broadcasts a new message for any other survivors. As Alice, Claire, and Chris watch over from Arcadia, it is approached by a squadron of Umbrella aircraft. Son of a bitch. During a mid credit scene in one of the aircraft, Jill Valentine, who went missing after the destruction of Raccoon City, is dictating the attack wearing the same mind control device used on Claire. So that is the summary of Resident Evil Afterlife. So I guess we should address Alice's costume in this one. Yeah, baby. It's not, I mean, it's not quite as cool. It's a little semi-functional. I like it, but the next one is better. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the next one is kind of this turned up to 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's, her first outfit is uh, the Robert Palmer girl's outfit. It is like a full body cat suit mm-hmm. that's, I'm not sure what it's made of, but it's black. It's kind of shiny. So some kind of vinyl or pleather or something. And there's not, a, there's gun holsters just strapped directly to the legs and there's uh, katanas, but not a whole lot. There's not a, uh, you know, really a bunch of accessories or yeah. things hanging off of it or anything like that. I think maybe Maine Alice's costume is slightly different from the other girls. I'm not sure. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. I'm looking at pictures right now. But then later she's wearing a similar but not quite identical outfit that is black with a sort of, but sleeveless. Maybe she's just kind of cut up the previous outfit. 
Yeah, it kind of looks like maybe her outfit's been through some shit. So she's, her sleeves are torn, but she's wearing cloth over her forearms and then has wrapped it to keep it in place. And there's a kind of corset thing going on that's gray. And then she's got black leg and she's got brown holsters, like a whole freaking harness thing. Yeah, it's like very BDSM harness. It goes, oh. it, it, it goes over her shoulders to carry two shotguns on her back and then down the sides. And then there's a belt and then there's straps from the belt going between her legs. And then I think there's things. Is there anything hanging off the side? I don't, I don't think so. No, it doesn't look like there's a pistol holsters on the side of it there is some pistol holders further up like shoulder holster kind of thing under mm -hmm. the arm under the arm holsters also she doesn't have the slick back ponytail the whole movie she actually has this like short no. bob it's amazing yes oh my god yeah, it's so she chopped it off which is kind of similar to what she's had throughout the films and then she okay. has it looks like she's wearing gray leg warmers with boots over top boots and knee pads over top of the gray leg warmers. So, uh, I guess that helps keep her cozy. I don't know. I wish I could help keep her cozy. Lace up boots over some kind of shin guard, knee guard kind of thing. Anyway, that's her, that's her outfit in this movie. Uh, so they, they switch it up again, but it looks like it's meant to be very practical and efficient, but it's much more, stark and black than her previous outfits mm -hmm. I, I like this movie i do like it i like how the uh the zombies evolve into the like weird tentacle face sucky things like you know like it like you know what i'm talking about right uh -huh. yeah and um i like how we're still evolving like the zombies are still changing doing different things we still saw the dogs but like they are now evolving into weird things where they like split in half. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, I really liked that. I liked the storyline. Like I liked where they went with it. I love that we get some of our like old friends back. Some of the characters from like the older movies, you know, or like the previous mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. Loved that. Um, so yeah, I would say that it's probably my least favorite of the series. Maybe. But I still love it. Like, I still think it's great. I would just say, like, not, it's, uh, I don't know. It's between this one and the third one, like, being my, like, I just, it's good. I like it. I love where it goes. I love that the storyline is different. Like, it's always progressing. We're never in the same spot. So, yeah, I do like it. I'm going to say four pumpkins for me. Yeah, it's got um, kind of a base under siege plot with a little bit of then escaping from the base. <laughs> They're not able to hold off the invaders. I like it. Uh, yeah, I don't think I like it quite as much. I mean, I'm tempted to just give it five anyway, just because it's yeah. Mila <laughs> yeah. kicking ass and taking names. I don't remember what I previously rated it on, like, Letterboxd or something like that. Yeah, it's very, like I said, it's very Matrixy. So I really liked that, like, the slow motion and the, like, kicking ass, the dodging of bullets. The uh, all of the outfits were very like matrixy, mm -hmm. but yeah. So I guess I'll go with you and give it four stars. But it's still it's still good, and they 
do what they've been doing and that they take it in a different direction. It's not just the same. They're not just going over the same ground again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's had her powers taken away. I guess she still kicks a lot of ass, but she doesn't yeah. have th- these sort of this these telekinetic powers mm-hmm. that she had in the last movie. So they they might have just done that to, and you know, it seems keep, like keep she her doesn't being challenged. Mm-hmm. It seems like she doesn't heal as fast either. Like when she's a badass, you know, and she's Probably. like kicking ass. There's like a she's just like on to the next thing but they i feel like they make it a point to show her kind of like like her pain moments of like uh now i can feel this more you know Mm -hmm. uh okay anything else before we wrap it up i don't think so okay uh everybody else in it did a good job totally i love the our new characters love seeing our um familiar characters Okay, then that will do it for this episode of 31 Days of Horror. Please continue to join us as we lurch unrelentingly towards Halloween and Halloween ends. We'll be back with some more Resident Evil. Uh, We have some more guests ahead of us. Please send us a message. Tell us what you think. Ask us a question. Like and subscribe. Go back and listen to old episodes. Tell all your friends and family about us. We need to quit our day jobs. So please (laughs) spread the word. Still got a contest going on on Twitter. Go follow us on Twitter. You can find all our links at mmftg.link.bio. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honeybee. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. Okay. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacano folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg.